0: Fifteen, so we'll go and get started. I did have a request from uh, someone that we kind of scoot in, bring it up uh, because it's sometimes hard to hear the people in the back when they're making a comments up front. Um, so if you guys in the back, without naming names, I could name names, uh, could scoot up, that would be that would be excellent. So. There we go. We're moving. We're moving. This is good. All right. Um, <clears throat> looks like David's holding out. Nope, I got David, too. There we go. <laughs> uh, thank you. Appreciate that. So, Okay, well, um, let's start this morning uh, just asking uh, what opportunities you've Had for Spiritual Conversations the last week or so. Um, I know Jim and Kathy were praying for that um, this last week. So I don't know if you guys have an update that you briefly want to share on that or...
1: Uh huh. more okay.
0: Yeah. since we got back, we realized that PTSD, yeah. Oh. Huh. oh. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Thanks for the update. Um, any uh, any others? Just opportunities you had this week to speak with people. Um, proclaim the truth, David. What? Can you say it a little louder? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I just. Uh huh. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's excellent. The others, yeah, Mike. Cool. Yeah, Julie. I just want to thank those who were praying for me on my trip. Oh yeah, yeah. I felt it yeah, like I have never felt it before. Now part of
2: it of course is the fact that I did being fit in this kind of an environmental culture of evangelism, which I really am so grateful for. Uh. But my home group myself is great mm. because absolutely having it was bizarre. Mm. Cool. She knows, she knows she knows, but she's doubting. Yeah. So, okay. Hmm. I mean just everything from the Uber driver to hmm. uh, I was able to I mean, Yeah.
0: The bed, yeah. The right. So, so tell me, what's what Yeah, that cross for you? yeah so, good. You know, that of, you know, of, but, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's good. we we'll hope there's more, but let's go ahead and pray for those that we've heard this morning. Father, we just pray for, um, just thank you for bringing Jim and Kathy back, and uh, at least the good family interactions they had. We pray for ongoing conversations there, if you would have that. Um, but uh, just uh, that you would work and and um, even in pray that we would be able to encounter people uh, that are struggling um, and that are contemplating um, taking their life, oh Lord God, and that we give the op- that there would be the opportunity to proclaim the gospel to those folks and that you would rescue them. Thank you for David and just the opportunity with the, the Russian gentleman that he had and just pray that that would uh, turn into to, to more conversations and uh, uh, thank you that the gospel um, went out in that way. Lord, we pray for Mike and Lori just with their neighbor, um, their neighbors, uh, Lord, and just knowing how to speak with them, talk with them about you, um, and uh, pray that you would give those opportunities and that you would um, grant changed hearts if that's what's needed. If, if there's mere profession but no uh, reality to their faith, I pray that, that you would grant repentance um, and grant uh, Lori and wisdom just in, in talking with them. Thank you for the opportunities that Julie had um, on her trip, and thank you for the boldness and the courage you give her, and just the community of um, uh, of uh, Bible study and our church, uh, just praying, and uh, thank you for answering those prayers. We, we praise you, and Lord, we pray for our more opportunities this week to proclaim the truth, to be bold, to be courageous, um, and uh, Lord, we just ask for that. We pray that your name would be glorified in us. Um, Bless our time this morning um, as we jump in to talk more about discipling. In your name, amen. Uh, Just a quick logistics thing. I do have, uh, I think it's like six or seven more copies of the Rediscovered Church book. So if that's something um, that you have not gotten and you want to read, it's really good, uh, really helpful. Actually, a lot of the things that we're talking about in chapter 5 and 6 in discipling, uh, we only got through chapter 5 last week, uh, but a lot of the same concepts are laid out in that book. Uh, and in kind of the context of our cultural moment, um, so it's really helpful that way. So if you haven't grabbed a copy, uh, I would encourage you to do so and, and read it. So, but uh, just to review, we're, we were going to do chapters 5 and 6 last week. We only got through chapter 5, which is fine, but chapter 5 and 6 are really important chapters. So um, you know, he's defined discipleship as uh, helping others to follow Jesus, doing others intentional spiritual good, to help others to follow Jesus, so we've seen that, um, and then basically in this two chapter part of the book, he's talked about where do you do that, and he he's emphasizing uh, the local church, right? Um, as the he, he kind of used the language of the accountability structure, which is I, I like that language, um, but really God um, has given a structure in the church. Uh, the church is a discipler in the sense, right? The church is people, so we're we're talking about this collection of people uh, being able to affirm someone's profession in the waters of baptism initially, and then an ongoing affirmation of someone's discipleship and following Jesus in the Lord's Supper. Uh, and then, uh, and then in, uh, if someone is not uh, following Jesus um, by their actions, then that's why the church discipline exists, right? To say we're removing our affirmation of your discipleship. But all of those are structures that Christ has given uh, to help in, in giving a framework for discipling, right? So the idea is um, we as members of the church are holding one another accountable. And some of that is through these means that Christ himself has given to do that. And then uh, if that's the skeletal structure, the relationships uh, that exist inside that, that skeletal structure and that, those means of uh, accountability, um, uh, th- that's where discipling happens, right? Um, so all of those things are with the aim of, um, of uh, following Jesus and helping one another to follow Jesus. So that was kind of the first part. He really talked a lot about those structures. Now we jump into chapter 6, which is kind of the second part in dealing with, okay, within this structure of here's the gathering of the church, affirming one another's discipleship, uh, in the baptism, in the Lord's Supper, or removing it through, the, um, through um, uh, church discipline. But then within that, uh, we've got the roles of pastors and the roles of members, right? Uh, and uh, w- he focuses on that in chapter 6, how does that work? Um, really, the reason he's walking through all of this is if we understand God's design and how it works, and then we live in accordance with that. That's, that's how God works and, um, to disciple people. Um, so uh, he starts with pastors and then moves on to members, right? A local church is its membership. So all together with what we've been talking about, this is heightens the understanding of what membership is in a local church. So that's good. Uh, but just as he launched into chapter 6, as he starts discussing pastors and what they're supposed to do uh, and members, uh, one important thing he did mention is a pastor is an elder, right? So there's no distinction between me or Steve or Jim. We are all pastors. We are all elders. Uh, it's the same thing. Uh, we have different skills and abilities. Um, we have different uh, training, uh, but we are all fundamentally doing the same thing and role as pastors and elders. So that's just an important point. What do you guys think about that? Is that how does that different than what you normally think about? Or uh, that's a really important thing to start off with. So. Just questions, comments on on that. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, different, right? Because uh, what do we normally think of when we hear the word pastor? You think of me, right? The guy stands in behind the pulpit, right? Um, but yeah, degree. I you know I I went to school. So oh no, Ethan, you got to stand. You got to come forward. Yeah, you know, and uh, Melanie, you got to sit forward because we were. Uh, we we were, we were mentioning, just want to make sure we hear people from the back. That's why we're saying that. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, that's that's the common notion, right? That the pastor is the guy with the degree, he's standing behind the pulpit. Um, but really, what does that word pastor mean, actually? Shepherd. Uh, that's the word pastor. Like, uh, you've heard pastoral or a pastoral scene, right? That's a, a you know, green field with sheep, right? Um but that's that's pastor. It's a shepherd, right? So it's all engaged in that idea of of shepherding. So, um, what are pastors and elders supposed to do? Shepherd, good. <laughs> and in context of discipleship, like what's he pro, what's he say in uh, these first couple pages here? What what are they what's what's our role? What are we supposed to do? What's that? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, preach the word, that's part of, that's a big part of it, right? Because that's non-negotiable. Christ has given the command, we preach the word uh, in the gathering on Sunday morning. That's all, We're all under the accountability of God's word. That's why we preach it every Sunday morning. Uh, what's kind of the broader, even just then preaching the word, what's the broader term for what uh, elders, pastors, shepherds are supposed to do? Well, initially evangelism, right? is part of it, but we're all involved in that. But what was the other word? Right. So it's. You're right. So there's all these factors. Equipping. Equipping is that key word, right? So, and where does that come from? He he pegged a passage where it really lays it out really clearly. This this how this works together. What's the key passage? Yeah, Ephesians. Four. Let's go and read that. Just because it's such a, a good passage to keep coming back to. So someone go ahead and read Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. Someone with a good loud voice, go ahead and read that. Through sixteen, please. Speaking the truth and love we are to grow
1: up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body is being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper portion of each individual part, causes the growth
0: of the body for the building up of itself. Right. So again, uh, pastors, elders, the same thing. Uh, equipping the saints to do the work of ministry. So I'm not the minister. You guys are all ministers, right? And at, you're ministering as members uh, to build the body up. I'm not the one that builds the body up. I'm a piece of that, but it's the body building itself up in love, right? And that's what he's highlighting. So we think about the local church as the the location where discipleship happens. Uh, how does that look? Well, part of it is, yeah, you send, you plant a church, you're going to have a uh, People engaged in evangelism, gathering people. There's going to form a new church, right? But then, uh, the elders, pastors, equipping the saints to do the work of ministry to build the body up in a variety of ways, right? Part of that's the preaching of the word on Sunday morning, and he points to other things as well. Uh, What other things did you highlight, or things that were helpful, just on those initial pages? uh, uh, You know, six. Just as he's jumping into this, fifty-nine and sixty. Why is that? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty frank, right? Uh, why is that? Why is he being so frank? Right, so here's the key concept, right? God builds his church through his word. God builds his church through his word, right? So, um, you know, by uh, uh, by his own will, we were brought forth by the, the word of truth, right? Uh, you can see this in a lot of ways. You see it in Ephesians 4, right? So if you're not getting taught, the word, you're not being built up, right? Uh, what we do in every aspect is word-based at a certain level, right? It's word-based. Speaking the truth in love, we grow up into him who's the head, right? Because God builds his church through his word. Uh, and that's that's why he says that so frankly. Yep. Good. Um, okay. Uh, and then he says, uh, okay, if the general overview umbrella is equipping... And then he gives, uh, he does talk about the preaching on Sunday morning, which is central. It's necessary because we're all sat under that word, so we can hold each other accountable to that word, right? That's part of that. Um, And then he goes on to pastors leading in baptism and the Lord's Supper. Uh, Again, just really honing in on the idea of the ordinances. Uh, What did you see there on 1661 as he's talking about uh, pastors leading in the ordinances, things you had questions about, things that were surprising, things that were helpful. Right. Yeah, yeah, right, so... And that's what we're trying to really work on as a in our church culture, right? Is to really firm that up, right? And we we love people coming in and visiting. We love that, Um, but we we want to be able as a church to hold one another accountable, right? Not just the leaders holding uh, the members accountable, as necessary as that is, but the members holding the members accountable as well. And we want to use the means that Christ has given that, right? Which is baptism and the Lord's supper, right? So that's that's like um, a key priority that we're, we're working on in that. So, um, yeah, other thoughts on, on that, right? Um, what we've said is that really the baptism and the Lord's Supper, they designate who the local church is. They make it visible. Uh, they display the membership. A local church is its membership. So, um, other questions, comments on that, that section.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. Fascinating that he kept us up on that. Yeah. And that's different, right? Because it's like everything else you can do. A lot lot of other things you can do in life, you can do them on your own or maybe, you know, you can have some some friends or whatever. But like this is what part of the distinct culture of the local church. Right. It's we're coming together. There's the only reason we're coming together is because of Christ and because of the gospel. And we're gathering, we're holding one another accountable. Like, what other thing in life is is some sort of society that's trying to hold you accountable to some standard, right? That's pretty, it's kind of a really uh, uh, a drastic thing if you think about it. Like, uh, if that's what we're supposed to do in the gathering of the local church. It's Like, what other structure in society where it's like, okay, you're going to go here so that someone else can tell you or help you to, uh, it, yeah, it's just it's just interesting when you think about it, right? So... Um, okay, good. Uh, so pastors lead in baptism and Lord's supper. Uh, pastors provide an example. Uh, we are to be examples. Uh, so um, it's not merely—we'll see this this morning in Matthew seven. It's not merely the, the the speaking of the word, but it's also the life that backs that up, right? So there's an exemplary side of that. Any comments on sixty one, sixty two? Okay, uh, and then the congregation receives, supports the pastor's ministry, and again, that's, um, when we're talking about pastors here, it's, it's me, Steve, Jim, right now, um, and then any others who are that, that elder slot, um, an elder is a pastor, um, any, any other thoughts on, on in that section, things that were helpful, uh, challenging?
2: hmm
1: Just a reminder, or it was me again, of the beginning of the word up there in that paragraph. This is the scripture, calls you to imitate
2: the faith of the pastor who spoke to you the word of God. hmm
0: yeah, it's a high calling and and should be able to Lord Lord willing, right? look at look at us as examples and try to emulate what we're doing, not um, in and of ourselves, but it's like what Paul says, um, follow me as I follow Christ, right? So the ultimate comparison is Christ. but uh, you can look at how to disciple people, look at Steve, right? He's going after people, he's grabbing people, he's meeting with them, He's speaking tr- truth into their life, right? Uh, and that's the sort of thing that we should be able to do. He also kind of mentions this idea, right, where, um, you you know, that you can get teaching on the internet and uh, books, and those are good things. Those aren't bad things, but there's a sort of um, primacy, uh, priority maybe is the word, um, for what you're getting in the local church because, just like Jim said, we're accountable to holding we're 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 accountable to christ to watch over uh and teach and equip those who are here right and so that's just an important thing that's how we view our job right and uh it's there's kind of that understanding it's like yeah we're what we're giving you we're trying to do so as those who know you and know what you need and uh want to help you grow so yeah Uh, other questions comments on on that or things on page sixty-two,
2: sixty-three. 63. hmm 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 mm-hmm.
0: club right it's the um so we're not the lion's club um so we're, we're doing something different so uh but yeah that and that's really important uh if you remember in Ephesians 4 what did it talk about that you're doing this equipping to grow up into Christ so that you're no longer tossed to and fro every wind and wave of doctrine right so that's why the equipping we're trying to equip you to discern teaching right so that you can even hold. You should be able to hold us accountable, right, to what we're teaching, which is what he dips into in the next section here, um, but also um, in, in a general sense, right? So if God ever took you and moved you on to another church, or you're looking for one, right, um, you're holding the leadership uh, accountable. You're holding, uh, like, are you preaching true doctrine? Are you preaching the gospel? Um, that's where we want to get. So it's a, it's a, it's a group effort um, to to do this. So. I do like what he says on 63. Uh, so the congregation must sometimes reject the pastor's ministry, right? Uh, and he has this quote on page 64. Uh, I therefore regularly tell my church to fire me if I compromise scripture. And I would say the same thing. If I ever compromise scripture, you have my full approval um, to fire me, right? Uh, because so, it, what's at stake here is not a person. Uh, what is at stake here is the truth, right? What is at stake here is the gospel, uh and that's a that's a group effort to hold high uh the uh, the doctrines uh of scripture and to make sure it's being preached well so yeah steve It also is a reminder that, um, you know, that's that's why we're always in the business, too, of equipping the whole congregation and also equipping and looking for the next generation of elders and pastors to raise up within us, right? So because that same high calling, right, uh, we want to make sure that there are men who can pass it on. So, so we're always praying and asking and looking uh, who's the next person uh, that needs to step up and step on, who needs to be trained to get to that level. So, yeah. Okay, um, any other comments just uh, on the pastor's role, the elder's role? Um, So again, pastor is an elder, is an overseer, is a shepherd. It's all the same thing. The New Testament uses those language interchangeably. Um, Any other passing comments before we kind of jump over to the member's side?
2: Right. And, and it's just not that way. No. And, and not only is it not that way, but we've got a whole group of people that are not just holding us accountable, holding themselves accountable. Right. You know, it creates so much more safety.
0: Right. And um a a
2: wider net of authority. So maybe I don't maybe I don't uh talk well with Steve. But you know, <laughs> you know, if I if I don't talk well with Steve, maybe I talk better with you. Uh-huh. Yes. To, um, in
0: more wisdom, more, wisdom and more comfort amongst the members. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Other thoughts before we jump over to members? Yeah. Yeah. And that's right. That's absolutely right. It's strong, and it's right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for Christ's sake, right? Because it's it's about, it's not my church, it's not even the elders' church, it's Christ's church, right? And uh, we're just stewards trying to be accountable, right? And so... Um, but that's a that's a group effort even among the members so uh, okay and which leads us into members are responsible uh, for uh, one another so what's his what are some of his key points uh, in this section 64 65 uh, 66
2: Mhm
0: uh-huh right
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah the stakes couldn't be higher right there the stakes couldn't be higher um yeah, and we we need each other in that. So First Corinthians twelve is one of these key passages uh, where you do see membership in the Bible. Uh, it's the kind of membership, not uh, like joining Costco. It's the membership of. I, I always use that example of Costco. Uh, we could we could use something else too, but um, but uh, it, it's 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 uh, what you see in First Corinthians twelve. The membership in a local church is like the membership of a body uh, or a membership of and a family. Um, Everyone has a role, uh, no, there's no one who doesn't have a role, and no one can say, I don't have need of the other members, nor can the members say, I don't have need of you. Uh, it's, it's this, every, we need each other, everyone has uh, that, and, and you see that with the one another, speaking truth to one another in love, um, serving one another, um, you just catch that language so much in the New Testament, um, loving one another, uh, it has to happen Uh, in all of our relationships. And if you tie that together with what is that aim, right? What is the aim of discipleship? What is the aim in Ephesians 4? It's maturity in Christ. We're trying in everything we do, whether it's a very practical, tangible uh, getting the coffee ready on Sunday morning, or whether it's counting, uh, you know, the, uh, the counting the money after service, or like all these little things that happen, right? Somehow, eventually they connect back to why are we doing this? Well, we're doing this to help one another follow Jesus better, right? Um, so whatever role that is um, in in the church, yeah. Um, and then he kind of, he illustrates like, who are you responsible for with these one another? What does he say? Kind of on 63 and 64, he talks about this idea of who are you responsible, most responsible for? Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Who are you most responsible for, in the, the members? Right, the members of the, lo- the members of the local church. Yeah, so that's why we take membership so seriously. Is the church is committing to the individual, and the individual is committing to us to do these one another's together. Right. So he talks about uh, I could I could talk with a brother, a fellow brother in Christ, who's part of another church or something like that, and we can encourage one another, and that's true. Right, and that happens. Um, but there's a different level of accountability uh, for when you're mu- when you're mutual members in a local church because you've committed to one another uh, to do these things, right? And you have the accountability structures of your local church: Lord's Supper, baptism, church discipline. Uh, you're all sitting under the same sermon on Sunday, right? There's just all sorts of accountability um, that you have and can appeal to with your fellow member. Um, He says this at the top of page 66 now with the brother who is not a member of my church i am responsible for christ's sake to love and encourage and warn him of the consequences of unrepentant sin but i'm not the one tasked by jesus with providing the final accountability structure in his life the members of the church are right and it goes back to those things we were saying what do you think about that I like to use the word joyful responsibility, right? It's responsibility, but when it works, there's hard things about it, but there's joyful responsibility, yeah. Yeah. Other thoughts? Now, there's a level of, going back to what we quoted in Hebrews 13, the the elders are accountable before Christ to give an account for the members of the local church, right? So, but we're just part of that puzzle, right? Where there's also, uh, there's a mutual responsibility of, uh, I'm responsible for Julie and Tony and and, um, Mike and Lori. I'm responsible for those before the Lord, but also Mike and Lori are responsible for um, Joni, Tony and Julie, Um, and there's that mutuality, right? It's not just top-down, it's side-to-side, too, um, that's going on, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah, Mike. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. right and what's at stake again right it's not just i think someone said earlier it's not just about well i felt this way about it and that person felt this way about it but it's we're working together for the glory of god right um christ's glory is manifested in his church uh ephesians uh ephesians 3 talks about that um so it's, it's, it's understanding that we're coming together for common aim, right? Not just for ourselves, but uh, we are pouring into each other, um, but ultimately, why? Because we're functioning as this organism for the glory of Christ, to lift his name high. Um, in, in all the ways we do that, through the uh, preaching of the word, through the ordinances, through serving, loving one another, being unified, all of these things. So, yeah, David. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of that reality of, yeah, you're gonna, if there's a fellow brother and sister in Christ and they're like, uh, there may be a member of another church, right? They're out and like, Hey, you're going in a wrong way. Right. But in a sense, like I can warn them and I should warn them. Absolutely. Uh, but in a sense, I don't have a tool, a key tool to like, uh, to, to back that up. Right. Um, if, Whereas in the local church, if they're part of the same membership, right, there's a tool that Christ has given um, to the local church to say, all right, we're going to back up what we're saying, right? Um, and that warning is designed for their good and for the purity of the church, both at the same time. Um, and so um, I'm going to warn someone who's not, a, uh, who's not a member, right? But there's a tool I don't have in my toolbox with that person, um, so to speak, well,
2: right so, i mean you a little bit. We're there to love and encourage. right and to, to, to ask mother, what is our
0: responsibility to yeah yeah there's there's definitely um i call them corner cases but just like okay here's the normal this is what it normally and should look like right there's cases where like um There are cases, like especially on frontline missions, right, where you are the person establishing the new church, right? So that's a little bit different. Uh, But let me just give you an example of what we saw in Malawi, right? So we go to Malawi, and there's all these missions organizations and aid organizations and this and that and whatever. But what was sad is a lot of those people who were there and trying to do good in Jesus' name or even proclaiming the gospel in Jesus' name, what they wouldn't connect, they weren't connected to the local church, um, and so, like, how are you going to connect someone else? And really, what you're doing is you're, if you're the person not connected, then you're shirking on some of your responsibility. Now, obviously, there are these corner cases where it's like, okay, you can't, or for whatever reason, it's just not, we understand that, right? But it still should be a desire and a, a way of, like, it. The it's like, okay, it's not ideal, but that, per, that the, the we would want to do if the situation was ideal, we would want that person to be in a local church, um, to be connected to, uh, because of the means of grace that that is for them to grow uh, and change and to help them. Right? But if you're if you if you know that, or you're just kind of underselling that, and you have the opportunity to be connected with a local church, that's not good, right? And you're actually giving a bad witness. Um, that's why in a lot of our missions, when we think about missions. Uh, there's a certain level at which we want to m- support missions that are not just "I'm sharing the gospel." Yes, we want to do that, but we also want to make sure it's a discipleship ministry where it's like you're, there's investment into those people long term, including bringing those people into a local church. You know, planting a local church, sustaining a health of a local church that is having these accountability structures. So there's still corner cases. We understand that, uh, but it's even in those corner cases, it's like those people, if they could, um, the, you know, they should be pressing towards the ideal. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, which is such a part of the significance of, like, you go to the military, that, that owns you, right? And so um, there's a, uh are like, but those people, like, even, um, I mean, you guys are going, have gone through this with kids in the military, and Gabe's gone away, right? And, um, you know, but he's still trying to, as opportunity avails, pressing into some form of gathering of the local church, so. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I imagine, right? It's difficult, Yeah. 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 Yeah, David. One membership
2: your position as
0: right? And that's, right, so ministering to those people who are still, we do have members on the books, right, that they can't come, right? So like, and how do we go for it, right? And so, you know, some of that's just visiting, encouraging, right? So uh, guys like Gordon McCarty, right, he's still, on our, he's still a member, um, and uh, trying to visit with him and, uh, you know, spend time with him, and his mind's not fully there, right, so it's just, but there's still even a grace in sharing that with that that person, um, and so, like, knowing who those members are, and I want to do that, but there's also a role that we can do that, right, um, that there's there's that mutual one-anothering um, that uh, I think Gary went and visited him a few weeks, ag- a couple weeks ago, and just said, hey, how you doing, and caring for him, right, and even if he do- doesn't remember that, uh, that's that's okay, right, that's still a way of showing grace and love um, to, to a member. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Julie. Right Right. Because these people love me enough to give afternoon on a Right. Right. Yeah, you're 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 it's the as one member suffers, all suffer together, as one member succeeds, all rejoice together, Because right? we 'Cause we're we're in the same boat. So yeah. All right, let's uh, finish up the chapter. So he just kind of talks about um, a culture, right? So just like we talk about a culture of evangelism, we're talking about a culture of discipling, right? Um, it's, um, he says this on page 68, uh, kind of in, in conclusion, right? Uh, it's very organic. I think that's the thing that's helpful about this, right? Um, it's not, he says this, Churches don't need programs so much as they need cultures of discipling, cultures where each member prioritizes the spiritual health of others. Uh and there's a million different ways that can look um uh, sometimes we do use programs as a structure to help us facilitate that, but sometimes it's just very informal right and it's it's all about taking the initiative to care for someone else and to see hey let me help you can we meet together can i can we pray together can we read scripture together? can I help you to follow jesus right um so it's very organic um in that sense uh any things that stood out questions comments page sixty seven sixty eight Okay, and then he kind of concludes, 68, 69, you know, just um, really laying into this. But I like how he concludes, right, Uh, have you been doing this, essentially? And he says, okay, if you haven't, don't panic, (laughs) right, but think of one person. That's how to make this really practical, what we've been talking about. Think of one person. And remember how we've been talking about you need inflow. You always need inflow and you need outflow. You need someone pouring into you, and you need to be pouring into someone else, right? Um, and it's it's all in pieces in a sense, right? Uh, I know stuff that someone else doesn't know. I want to pass that along, right? Uh, someone, uh, um, I need help with a particular thing. Um, I'm gonna uh, look to someone else to help me, right? There's a both. It's a both inflow and an outflow. Uh, but so maybe you need to think of one person in each of those directions. But think of one person like who could I connect with, who could I um, pray with, who could I help, or who do I need to ask help from, right, um, that's how we make this, this culture of discipleship happen, and, um, and it's, it's that simple of walking up to someone and saying, hey, uh, do you want to, you want to do this, uh, or uh, maybe it's just even after church saying, hey, what'd you think about that in the sermon, um, that's a very practical thing to do, because we all just sat under the sermon, right, and, um, what did you think about that? Uh, wh- what about this? How does that look in your life, right? Just asking questions, being intentional and in initiating. Um, that's how you develop this. So, uh, questions, comments as we end the chapter? Yeah, Emily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not necessarily a tiered thing, right? So, there is a general pattern. Uh, you see this in Titus 2. Um, there is a general pattern where uh, you seek out someone older just because they've lived life a little bit more and they've been down the road a little bit, and that's a wise thing to do, to seek out someone older uh, and for an older person to invest in someone younger. That's just a general pattern. But there is a very clear, um, uh, Paul talks about this in Romans, right? I'm coming to you guys and I want to be mutually encouraged, right? Where it's kind of a peer thing almost. Now he's still an apostle, right? But but, um there's there's uh, um, I'm encouraging you, you're encouraging me, so there's a there's a mutuality there. So um, yeah, absolutely, good point. Any others? Let's pray um, to that end that the Lord would do this and bless our resolves for good. Lord, um, we desire to do this, and um, it's um, sometimes it's scary and uh, it's hard to know what does that look like. What do we do? Uh, it's intimidating, but Lord, we just pray for grace to 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 start practicing and start doing it. And we're going to mess up, and it's not going to be comfortable, but that's okay. Oh well, Lord God, we thank you for the grace that you give, and we thank you that you have given us each other. Um, to uh, hold one another accountable, to follow you, to help one another to follow you, to love one another. Um, Lord, we thank you for the uh, structures you've given uh, to hold us accountable. Uh, The other members, baptism, Lord's Supper, church discipline. Lord, uh, guard us through these means. Help us to persevere in following you. And Lord, please bless our resolves for good. Thank you for these folks and just thank you how they do um, invest in one another and I pray that uh, you would help them to do so even more, and uh, that they would be uh, mutually encouraged by uh, fellow members. Lord, thank you for this morning. Bless the gathering that's going to happen here shortly. May you be honored, Lord Jesus. In your name, amen.